And we are live. This is the Celtic Gladiator special of the MMA UK Late Show. I'm joined by some fantastic guests this week. Cole Prince, who's running the show. Thank you for joining us, Cole. Thanks for us, yeah. We'll be coming to you to talk about some of the big fights that, that you've got on and some of the, the top ones that people can be looking out for. And of course, there's the uh, ticket link at the bottom of the screen. So get involved. This is a pay-per-view event behind closed doors. Um, I'm also joined by two of the fighters from the card, Mark Ewan. Hi, Mark. And um, Moza Bear. So thank you both for joining us because it is fight week for you guys. And I know you've just started water loading, Mark. So really appreciate you guys taking the time. And um, I'm as ever joined by my co-host, Peter Knox. Peter, tell everyone about our fantastic sponsors. Yeah, the MMA UK Let's Show is sponsored by Fight Fuel. Uh, Fight Fuel is a supplement and clothing company founded by martial artists from martial artists and all combat sport athletes. The aim of the company is to supply supplements and clothing of a high standard to all fighters and warriors so they can train, perform and win. That was good, awesome. right? So, <laughs> well done, <laughs> this is getting better every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm sounding a bit professional now. He's only read it 30 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, thank you all so much for joining us. As I said, it's fight week because uh, the, the show is next Saturday. Um, I can't imagine the stress and pressure that this this show has brought with it, Cole. How, how are you holding up? <laughs> uh, well, well, Mo will tell you, Mo's been like staying at my house for a couple of days a week, uh, part of this part of camp him, himself and the Tyus Frederick. And I don't think I spoke to him last week. He was here for three days. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that I spoke to him. But, but no, I'm on the other side of it, to be fair. Thursday got the show finished up. All the fights got matched yesterday. One pull out today, but... Um, no, like, I'm feeling happy for it, really, which is good, really. I fly to Poland in the morning, so I'll get that out of the way and come back for that. I know. I think that is so brave that you're you're flying to, to Poland. Um, so you're flying tomorrow. The fight's Thursday. Luke's fight's Thursday, right? Yeah, And then you, that's right. you're coming home when? Friday? Well, you're coming yeah, home so Thursday I'm, night. I'm, I missed the weigh-in, and we've got, like, 16 guys from our gym fighting. So I missed everybody like making weight and all that. I've missed seeing everyone's penis, which is a bit disappointing. But um, and then just get there, get there in time for the fun bit. Oh my goodness! So what are you gonna do if anything happens with the flight? Have you got a backup man? Yeah, I've got. The thing is, we've got a lot of backup man. I, I the gym's in a great spot. I've got like more coaches than ever before. That's why I would never have felt comfortable enough that I could leave before, but. But now I feel I don't have any qualms about it whatsoever. People helping out on the event, people helping out with the guys fighting. So now nah, we're in a good place. Amazing. Well, I can't believe how relaxed you are. Like considering this fight week, considering everything that's going on with flight changes and anything that can happen, you look very chilled. I think now I've like got that stressed out throughout the course of doing about 100 of these events that just whatever's going to happen is going to happen anyway and like worrying about it isn't going to make it any easier. I just deal with it at the time and, and you can only control what you can control and right now I'm just going to have the control of my nice Sunday night chill. That'll, be, that'll do yeah. me. You know. Good, good for you. I want to come back to you in a minute to talk about some of the, the other fights on the card but first I want to go to you guys that... Mark, you're, you're really mysterious there in the darkness. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I saw on Facebook today that you've been ranked the number one amateur uh, lightweight in, in the UK and Ireland. Um, incredible. And this fight is incredible as well against Teddy Stringer. He's the number eight lightweight in the UK and Ireland. So a really, really high level fight, a great fight to test you. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling good. I can't wait to get in there and show our vast area skills and prove that I'm the number one and have been for a long time. Yeah. And I know you've just come back from Fight Island, like Carl. Um, what was that like to be over there and has that given you a taste of the big time and, and shown you where you want to be in your career? Yeah, definitely. It was good. It was good to go over there and see how the UFC operates, how the production everything's done, see it backstage can uh, give you a gist of what it's like when you get there, definitely motivation more being there and experiencing that yeah. experience, thoroughly enjoyed it What was the, the high and I'm sure the low would have been the quarantining and the testing, but what, what was the high point for you? Probably flying back home first class fucking brilliant <laughs> <laughs> Was that your first time flying first? Yeah, definitely. I'm Amazing. Hopefully there'll be a lot more of that for you. 100%. <laughs> so how have you been preparing for this fight and this opponent in particular? I never really focused too much on my opponent. I always focus on myself, my own streams. Obviously, I'm going to be prepared for my opponent's strengths, but at the same time, it's not my main focus or aim. Just fully focus on myself and just train hard. Just getting that 1% better every time. Always progressing, making these adjustments and getting better. Yeah. I know that I think you're right because, um, as I'm sure Carl will agree with, like, especially at a kind of an amateur level and a, a regional level, just the, the changes of opponents can be unreal, can't they? Yeah. I've always been training and acting professionally. Everything I do is structured and detailed, like I'm a professional, so when I go professional, there's not going to be much of a difference. This is my life, fighting. This is what I do, so I take it seriously. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. hard measures, everything's structured, detailed, down to the tea. So have you got a, a day job as well, or is fighting your full-time occupation? Uh, this, is, uh, this is all I've got. There is no plan B. This is plan A. I give it everything. Fighting is what I do. I love this. A lot of guys say they love it, man, but I really love it. Day in, day out, I train non-stop. Getting that getting 1% better every time, constantly trying to progress. My goal is to be the greatest fighter ever. And I Aim at the beat, so I'm constantly trying to progress and get better. So I can't have a day job and try and be the greatest fighter alive. This doesn't work. You know what I mean? This is my sole focus. This is my purpose. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, that gives it makes the hairs on my arm stand up to you when you talk like that. <laughs> oh, this is a great addition to your card, isn't it? Yeah, and, and just to go off what Mark just said, the, the card is really full of people who are like Mark that are 100% in because it's like, especially March, April, May, there's a million excuses to have a bit of time off. And like a lot of people yeah. would take that, that opportunity to, to kick back, say, oh, no one else is training. I don't need to train and all that business. And like you, like you said, the, likes, the, the fact that the one number one ranked guy fighting number eight ranked guy and all that business is just because these guys are in it. 
like Mark says, it's his yeah. life. I've, we've, there's people who are prepared to die for this. This what we've, this all we do, and, and that's not hyperbole to likes of Mark and, and likes of myself. To be honest, this is this is all we, we all want to do. This is our life. So it's good to it's good to hear that, that type of banter, mate. Yeah? That type of talk. We love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's hope nobody dies on Saturday, even if they're prepared to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mo, coming to you. You're fighting Luke Riley. And I didn't realise that you'd been staying with Paul. How how's your preparation been tonight? <laughs> no pressure, man. <laughs> Worst preparation ever. Can't stay with Paul. No, it's been the best ever. Like um, I'm trying like a animal. I was trying like an animal, but this camp is something that's been different. And like I just can't wait to go in there and show my new and improved skill set. I've learned a lot from Carl. I think I've been with him about six weeks now. And I think it shows how dedicated I am, leaving my city to come to stay at cars, leaving my family behind and friends and stuff, and just coming to focus on training, driving up, driving back. Like, I just can't wait to go in there on Saturday and do the job. And I see you fought at Bantamweight quite a few fights ago, but most of your fights have been at Flyweight. This one's moving back up to Bantamweight. Do you feel like that's a better weight class for you? Or you just take fights wherever you can get them? 100%. Um, I spoke to my nutritionist, Paul Reed, and we believed it was best for me to move up to Bantamweight. My last fight, uh, when I fought on K-Bros, I was smashing it. And in the last round, I had a terrible weight cut. And I believe it just showed in the last round. And that's how I let the uh, victory slip away from me. So this fight, everything has gone to plan. I feel really good. I feel strong. My cardio is on another level. I just can't wait to go in there and, yeah, just can't wait to get the win at Bantamweight. A lot of people say that about when they move up. They feel more powerful. They they feel like they've got more energy going into the last round of the fight. So was it a fairly easy decision for you in the end? Yeah, after my last fight, when I thought about it, I thought, I think I do need to be moving up because I'm getting bigger and bigger. I'm like packing more muscle on. Like, as I train, I train every day, I train like three times a day. And like, I'm just packing loads more muscle and stuff on. So I believe it was a good choice for me to move up. And, and at this yeah. level, like, and at this level as well, like when you're just in the amateurs and stuff like that, it's all well and good. Mo could 100% make 57 kilos and then he could 100% mm -hmm. feel good at it. But, for the rest of his life, he'll have to make that cut. So when it's the amateurs, and, and, and just fight. That's what it should be like. It should just be a case of fighting. It shouldn't be about um, the deficit that you make. Obviously, you need to get that them reps in, that practicing for the pros, how you feel. Every every weight cut's different. My legs feel tired, da, da, da. However, whatever process that your brain takes you to. But I think at this moment, like Mo's only 19, 20 years old. He doesn't need to be like killing himself to fight. Uh, that, that, yeah. that, that, drive, that drives people away from from fighting as well at a young age ultimately he's going to have to do that and, and he, he knows already that he's done that before and he can do it again but it shouldn't be the focus the focus should be what he just spoke about what Mark just yeah. spoke about the decimals and one percent just getting better I can get better at cutting weight awesome but I've not no one's bothered about that are they? yeah and this is your seventh fight at such a young age as well how long have you been training Mo? well started off doing like boxing when I was like in secondary school and stuff and then yeah, so I've just never looked back since. I've just trained, 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 trained. I, actually, I don't know how long I've been training. I've been training a good couple of years, but don't actually know how long it's been. 
<laughs> and what do you much. think of the matchup? No. <laughs> what do you think of the matchup, Carl? Looks like another pretty even matchup. It's a good fight, you know. That Luke Riley, I, I was aware of him uh, through Thai boxing as a young kid. He was. He was uh, like highly touted as a as a Thai boxer, and obviously he's gone to Next Gen, which will round out his game. And yeah. it's always good uh, to go Manchester versus Liverpool and all that business for us. And then, um, and it's it's a really good fight, like stylistically a, a very a very good fight. And Luke Ryder looked good in his last matchup, and he's only going to improve since. So, uh, and then we know that Mo's like jump levels, especially in the last two weeks. So it looks like everyone's peaking for a, a, like a, re- a really good undercard fight. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I'm I'm definitely excited for yeah, for both of back. these cards. Our life's back in it. Life is back. That's what I've been saying all week. We're getting some fights going. Life is back. It it is amazing for me. And there's some other fights on the card that I got really excited about. Um, yeah. Mahudi and Abu Bakr. Um, I've watched him loads of times in real life <laughs> when when we were allowed to do in that. real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> Remember when that was a thing? Um, so he's the number one flyweight in the UK and Ireland, yep. and and he's against Scott Johnson, who's also ranked really highly. I see that being a really good fight. What do you make of that one, Carl? Yeah, obviously I'm I'm a bit biased because I'm actually Muhadeen. We have a great connection with Aspire, like our gym and Aspire. We like almost train together, but Muhadeen comes to our gym. Like it comes, his family live in Moss Side, so he comes to Manchester regularly. Like, and yeah, as you know, because you know him quite well, he's not slow in coming forward, not the retiring type. So it's it's great <laughs> to have like a person like that about the jet. I, I actually love the fight. Do you know what what it was? Um, I've got a couple of guys on my team who who are into fighting as much as, as I am, really. So we'll go away and study, it and and they'll say, "Oh, what a great fight this would be." And about six months ago, Lewis came up to me and said. I think Mordeen versus Scott Johnson be a good fight. And then when I matched it, he probably thinks that he matched it. So, now nah, it is it's stylistically a great fight. Two grapplers, Scott Johnson, good control, uh, good top pressure. And uh, Mordeen, like, tricky, dangerous off his back and, and, and really um, improved on the feet. So, nah, I'm dead excited yeah. about it. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll get to enjoy that one because all my lads are the fought as well. So, it'd be a good fight to get back and watch. And, and Mark's also. Mark beat one of our guys, so he's not on my Christmas card list. But uh, <laughs> I wish him all the best in the West Fire. <laughs> and I, I don't know Scott as well as Mahidin, but Mahidin's another one who um, is, is dedicating his whole life to it, isn't he? So committed, you know, he goes away for camps. He's, yeah. you know, just put everything. No, he, li- he lives it, and Scott Scott Johnson lives it too. Uh, they, they, what I will say is, ninety five percent of the guys on this card are full time amateurs, which is crazy. And this is what Mark wow. said before. But what's the difference between an amateur and a pro? It is only approach, isn't it? And these guys are already professional in approaches. Anyway, like we, when we were training, we'd have three months off training because we didn't have a, a read and write. So then in, these guys not have a day off. You'll see, like, Makaya fought on a Saturday and then he, he, he was in the gym every day after that. And they're like, obviously, there's a balance somewhere. We need a little bit of rest. But these guys, they... They, yeah. they, they really they really want it and, and, and all that so it, it, it's, it's really good to see when we first started that what would be the, probably the, the curtain jerk would have been pro main event so it's like the yeah. levels really really jump massively yeah? and and like these guys approaching it in that way is, is, is obviously the reason so uh, Mohideen going full time training over at Tiger coming over here bringing his skill set back and then uh, Scott Johnson full of confidence coming off a great win against a guy from uh, Next Generation so it's a pick and fight you know yeah for me, it makes me so excited about like the guys that I'm interviewing now who speak like this, who who are doing this, who 
they're just living it like i've i've loved mma for a long time <laughs> but now i'm watching people who've been like training since they were like real kids and they've been training mma since they were kids not training one discipline and then switching to mma like as as they get older like it, i'm scared how good these kids yeah. are gonna be we're, we're sat we're sat really on like a volcano i think you came with me like obviously the, the best gyms represented on the show the people that are in 100 uh, so obviously in, in scotland you've got the good guys coming through you've got the guys in england there's some good guys in wales that are getting showcased on 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 cage warriors the same with ireland so it, it we're really sat on a precipice of something that's going to boil over and i know that we're biased because we're in the scene but I, I travel around the world a little bit, and and um, I think that I think that we're gonna like make ways. Have multiple champions in UFC in about five between five and seven years. I, I truly believe it. Yeah. yeah, and I think we always used to have a reputation as well that we had no wrestling and we were just yeah. strikers, and that's really gone away in recent years. Where I don't know about really gone away. When you go to America, it's still <laughs> it's still the scouting report. Like, oh, you guys can't wrestle, so we'll just do that. <laughs> well, I feel like there's so many people traveling around the world for camps, coaches and um, fighters and, and bringing stuff back and just, you know, like this, there's so much knowledge exchange that I really feel that that gap is closed and just seeing how our guys competed but from the top of the, the food chain at the UFC level, see, you know, seeing... Um, them just being able to compete everywhere um yep. it's just really exciting and then seeing these guys come up another person i wanted to bring up to you was badamus because he did our other celtic gladiator special yeah. he ended up being the only the only guy from celtic gladiator um, on the show. but <laughs> yeah um but i i watched him um at rock in his first fight when he oh. was 16. so like and i know that he competes all the time in jiu-jitsu or in normal times does like to see guys like that and his match with mo Safi, who i know also comes highly recommended like it's just all the way through the card you've just got do i love katie how much you love the scene because like for me it's it's a proper scene card you know have you been to like a gig where it's like just people stood in the corner with like like max on saying this is a great gig and that like, no one's really <laughs> dancing because like the music's that scene that's what this card is if you follow uk mma like you, I, honestly I, this is the best amateur card that i've ever done and all that easily 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 because it's obviously not uh, shows that are saturating the talent pool and putting them on this show where this guy sells ticket in scotland you can fight there this guy sells ticket in birmingham they become like a commodity like promoters will chase them around and say oh come and fight for us you we're getting the right fights to sell tickets but as of right now there's one show so if you want to fight you have to fight and then everyone's got like yeah 50, 50 i'm just hoping you don't all go to decisions because i might get in a bit of trouble off the uh, being there for about 14 <laughs> hours everyone be complaining about this stream <laughs> that was going to be one of my questions actually was what time are you starting <laughs> well we, we projected start at five um finish at 11. i think we've got a bit of a leeway about 11 30. yeah okay well it's not as long as a jack mason card so you should be oh, all right. well come from atb and we just did less show more fighting so it'd just be a case of that like fight 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 and see you later good night <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? So, 
Cole, that's the few that I picked out. What other ones do you think that people should be looking out for in the card? I know you're asking me to be biased. I'm supposed to be like Switzerland, me, and not really have any favourites and favours on the card. But um, <laughs> now I like, you know, Gerd Harris is Gerd Harris from Ireland. He's fighting a guy called Sufyan Ashik. Um, and and that that's a really really entertaining matchup. Like uh, Gur Harris is all action, uh, never stops coming forward and all that business. Finds like really dangerous in little areas, and he's not really known of. Like Coventry's not really the hot bad of UK MMA, but he, he's he's got a lot of talent. And then um, that one, all, all moving down the card, match the fight yesterday, Lewis McGrillen versus Jordan Kearns, and like that that's a fight that I wanted for ages to be honest. And then to get it on fight week at late notice, so was that how did another, that one come about then? Um, I might have had to cross somebody's palm with a bit of pieces of silver, yeah. but we made we made we made we made it happen. We made it happen. Now I just messaged uh, Dan Hope, and, um, and and I know that they're always game to fight, and I've helped him out, and he does evolution to combat, and we've helped him out yeah. with a few like you know his fights and stuff like that. So I just I just threw it there away, and and they, and they bit straight away. I was it was just one of them things that you just throw out there, thinking ah oh, it won't ever come, nothing to come of it, and then and then they said yeah, I was like. Made me look good. I rang me ginger son and said, "Hey, mate, we've got your fight here," and they were, they were delighted. By him. <laughs> Scott Malone was meant to be fighting on Kelly Gladiator, wasn't he? He's now on Evolution of Combat. The fight was just. Oh, is he really? Is he matched up? That's good news, mate. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. He got a fight. What happened was the show um, moved locations, and obviously Wesley Meyer pulled out with a bit of a bad cut. But I did have a couple of fights for Scott. But he, he wanted to fight. Obviously, to go from Cage Warriors to like a small behind closed doors. So it, 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 I can understand where he's coming from. I fully appreciate what he's at. These are the guys that are on the are on the way up. He's already there, and he so respect yeah. and hope, hope he's yeah. got a good matchup. And I hope he goes on to win. He's a good guy. Um, but um, moving forward, Marlon Jones versus Oli Sawa. That's a really good fight. Um, they both like come forward, have a bit of a similar style. They're all like trying to press each other into the fence and, and then work from top position. So uh, that fight, I'm really, I'm really excited about. And 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 Dakota, oh, it's great having Dakota on. She's fighting uh, Kerry Ison, who's eight and one. Uh, so that the biggest now, challenge, yeah. Yeah, Kerry fought on Cage Warriors Academy Southeast for um, a belt that Joe Doyle ended up winning. But um, yeah, I've seen her fight before. Great girl. Yeah, I think that's her only loss, to be fair. And then, um, and obviously, Dakota coming from Thai boxing, she was on the Tanko events when we used to run those in 2016 17, just as a Thai boxer. She's like highly touted and, and she she really is the full ticket. So I'm looking forward to that matchup. And I could probably go throughout the card and honestly tell you all about it. I rematched one of my guys who's 1 0 against a guy who's 8 4 and 1, and that's a really good fight. So it's uh, it's like all throughout the card, like most fight, Mark's fights, obviously, really exciting. Uh, Stringer's got a game plan. and and Mark's going to impose, like try and impose his will on, on, on supply. And, uh, like he did with our mate Farouk, sadly, but we'll talk about that. Another time. <laughs> I'm surprised you're giving him another chance, Carl. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if it's a chance. No, 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 it is. Yeah, no, we could good to have him on the show. We, we want to have the best guy. Like I said, we've got the number one flyweight, we've got the number one bantamweight in Marlon Jones, we've got the number one lightweight in Mark. Uh, looking through the card, I've probably got the number one featherweight. It's, it's like, um, it is really, 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 really good to have them all on. So I appreciate Mark, especially journeying all the way down to Scotland to have a fight as well. So respect me. Yeah. And it's just amazing. I'm sure you guys are just like delighted to have a card to be on because if people weren't putting these on, God knows when you'd get your next fight, right? 
being a car park, then of course. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually looking at that. I'd love that. That's what I want to try. Now, now it's like gone a bit raw. Let's keep it a bit raw. That that to, to, I'll tell you the story. So I had a, 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 I can tell you it might happen again, but I had a, a venue where it was just a bandstand in a park. The fit would have fit like a 24 foot cage underneath it in the corner, man. And that would have been it. And then everybody else would be like, that was where we was going to have spectators in the park. Um, and that would have been, that would have been amazing. I think I would like, when that was coming to pass, I was like dead excited about hopefully announcing it and all that business. And it just didn't work out through councils and legislation. But uh, that's what I'm looking for next time. Right? That's what I'm looking to try and do like a, a semi outdoor event so people can attend if, if, if the restrictions stay as they are. Like, like, no, no, maybe it's a mute. No, the background. Oh, yeah, yeah that'd be me. Can't be Pete. Um, yeah, so yeah, like contenders, like you said, Mo. Um, the only thing with outdoor is us been unable to rely on the weather in this country so no it's always all right in manchester with them. it's always all right in manchester like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> if you want fires so, you can do yeah, it you, you mentioned the the restrictions that are in place at the moment obviously it's a behind closed door event um everyone's going to want to know what kind of uh risk mitigation you've got in place regarding covid so yeah what's the plan what are you guys doing uh, i can tell you what well the, originally the plan was we, we paid everybody for a pcr check and we was going to quarantine everybody on the uh, from the way in so they're going to travel down to manchester on friday uh, have a have the pcr test which will then return within 18 hours um and and when i looked at it it, it was pretty cost effective it was like 1500 pound for everybody and i was like okay that that can work and then um, when we booked it in, they, they upped the price to like 160 pounds each. So you know, like what on like a on a pay per view event, then we'd have to do two corner men plus a fighter. Then we got 24 fights. So the maths are pretty crazy. I think it would have been 16 grand just to just to test everybody. So um, yeah. that obviously made it not possible. So so what what we, what we asked people to do is like obviously get their own checks wherever possible. And if not, we're going to be doing like a. a a temperature check. I saw that Empire did it. Again, I would have loved to set a precedent and have everybody do um, testing and all that business, but just beyond our, our budget, and we just want to try to get amateur MMA going again. Um, so that's where yeah. we're at. Especially with 28 fights on the card, right? 24 now. 24. And I'm sure that'll come down again to about 20. I'm sure it'll come down to about 20 before the week's out. And, and, and that's all. Is it not 27 and a half? Because there was one name missing. Was there still a fight you're working he, he's got to fight himself. He's got oh, a massive, a massive, a massive mirror in the center of the cage. You'll do all right. <laughs> Chris, Chris asked Carl, can you let the fans know how and when you can see the event? Chris, we've had the ticket link up at the, the bottom of the screen here. Um, you just got to click on this, it's pay per view, so it's on next Saturday. Uh, starts at five o'clock, so people can buy the paper. And if, if you follow Pete, if you follow Peter Knox on Facebook, he's going to stream it through his glasses. If you don't want to pay the nine ninety nine, just have to watch it. I can't make it. The red shirt still winning. Are the yeah, red shirt still one. winning. The fighters get commissioned on the card on the pay per view. So if you follow, oh, the that's fighter, great. Yeah, yeah. So if you want, if you're there, and you've got. 
Exactly. Please do so as well. We want to make sure that they're getting compensated for the time and all that. They got to pay for the training, got to pay for, especially as an amateur, it's an expensive hobby. So, um, so yeah. we want to try and make sure that they get compensated, uh, however much as they can possibly get for their time. So, yeah, please, if you if you like Mark Ewan, I know you don't like Moza Bear, but if you like Mark Ewan, uh, please follow, <laughs> click, on, click on his link and he'll get a nice little kickback from that too. <laughs> I find oh, it really hard to know who to pick. <laughs> Uh, you know who you're going to pick, really, Katie. Well, that's a nice <laughs> way to be nice to everybody online. No, I don't. I, I'm always worried somebody will realise, oh, you put somebody else's name on the promo. Card. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just buy the general stream and we'll give everybody a quid, and you'll be right. Then they'll all think I didn't pick them. <laughs> <laughs> so. Peter, what, what's the fight that you're most looking forward to on the card? I know you're going to go with this, the oh, Scott, boy. actually, aren't you? 100%. Yeah, oh, we've got a couple of Scots on. We've got Dingy from Scottish Hit Squad as well, but obviously Mark's on the show. But Mark has got a cracking fight, was it? Number one versus number eight in the UK and Ireland. So yeah. that's an absolutely cracking fight. Obviously, James was talking about it that, uh, last weekend. You know, that, and absolutely, yeah. that should be... Well, I was actually talking to James about 10 minutes before the show started and rewriting that should have been main event. Push Mark up, that's a cracking fight. And yeah, that's not the final order, by the way, but I'll have to speak to yeah, Mr. Yeah. Doolan about all that. But, yeah, but, yeah. but I don't talk highly of fighters for no reason at all. But Mark, I've watched Mark a few times now, and Mark is the future of Scottish MMA. He's got big things coming up in the future for him. He's going to go all the way to the USC, and I can't wait. You're not the only person to say that, mate. Yeah, you're not the only person yeah. to say that, mate. And uh, and I know for a fact that that James wouldn't have took him to to Derby Derby to get that little taste of the big show if he wasn't on the same page. So respect, yeah, yeah. Mark. I, ho I hope that you do get there, mate, and, and fly the flag for us all, mate. Yeah. So just keep doing what you're doing, one foot in front of the other, mate. Yeah. And uh, uh, actually, Peter, that's the same, wasn't it, with um, Michael Blair? Didn't he get taken to? to that's um, right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So yeah. He, yeah. He was maybe on show. That weekend, I didn't even realize he was over there because they were all wearing masks. So I didn't realize he was in the corner. <laughs> and then he was like, We can't make it. It was same with Carol. I didn't know Carol was over there. He's Carol. I had to on my chin, mate. Well, so I had a ginger beard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Michael's got a fight for that What exposure for, you know, like, and, and, what a carrot to dangle in, in front of young fighters to get that opportunity. Like, I mean, Historic anyway, but but to to see your teammates, you know, compete on on that stage and to know that could be you in a few years as long as you keep up with the hard work and dedication, that just must be immense. I can't, I, I can't quite imagine what that must have felt like, Mark. It was great. It was a really good experience. Like I said, one in a lifetime. We went to the first ever fight island, obviously, so that's some experience in itself. But to see all the fighters that are in the UFC, like everybody was there. I seen Kamara Usman, Hori, like the big level guys. You know what I mean, Aldo. To see them in, in person, definitely like Sapphire. It makes you motivated even more to get to the UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, we said the same to our guys, you know, like just seeing one of one of the boys on the big show. If you can't get inspired by that, then you should really just do something else. Yeah. 
And I know you've already spoken to Danny about Lerone's performance, but it's it's worth talking about. Yeah, blowing, blowing some more smoke. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we need to blow <laughs> some more smoke. Yeah, people might have forgotten about it. Nah, that was um, <laughs> like what Mark just said. Like, I've been to a few events and that, but that was completely different to anything I could say. So from for Mark and for the likes of myself, like we're just a baby on the world stage too. Um, just priceless, like just a priceless experience. Um, just to, just to, like, obviously, it looks like Fire Island's going to occur again. I think late September, so it just yeah. gives a, a process of what we're going to walking into, and even that, just the big show, the big feel of the big show, how well you looked after uh, the nutrition. The, the like, just I come from football, and we just we were just like a, a world class athlete for once. <laughs> it's not the first time, Vincent, mate. You're not getting me with anything new, mate. Don't you worry. Don't start with that match planning tackle. Matt Franny, Sean Dice, Phil Bird, that's where you go. Yeah. <laughs> All gingers look the same, but it's a bit racist if you ask me. <laughs> Ginger lives matter. <laughs> they don't. Ginger lives don't matter, by the way. They don't get rid of them all, crown them all, they give me a bad name. I bet you know a few, Matt. Okay, Honor's up here. Big Danny Henry's a big ginger himself. Well, he was. He's got hair like me now, but he was once a ginger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Danny. <laughs> even sound the same. We've even Not got the same learning Spanish. disabilities, mate. Yeah. We've even got we're even on the spectrum, me and Bill Burr the same, so don't worry about it, Vincent. It's a great spot. <laughs> so do we do we want to touch on anything else on this card before we have a little uh, recap of the UFC piece or anything else you wanted to ask about? No, I just say just a uh, Hats off to Carol. Carol's actually probably the greatest matchmaker yeah. in the UK. Uh, yeah, done loads of promotion for that. No, sorry, no, Ian, sorry, Ian, yeah. sorry, Ian Dean. Honestly, sorry, Mr. Ian Dean. I, I'm, I, I bow down to your years of experience in that regard, but I'll take the best ginger matchmaker in. The <laughs> <laughs> even, even like the ACB, I know, I know ACB didn't successfully crowd wise and all that the way they promoted the event, but the fights were absolutely brilliant. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Um, Thank you, mate. I, I actually met you at the Glasgow show. You probably watched yeah, it. Yeah, of course I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, through Brian and all that. I remember it. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't forget. I don't forget much, mate. Yes, that. Yeah. We ended up doing interviews in the broom cupboard because it was Russians and we were maybe doing. Because <laughs> Paul King sorted out. That was like no, no. Um, but, but no, we had the Manchester cast that was twenty-four fights, by the way, uh, on the Manchester ACB card. Um, it was voted the, the best fight card of over 20 fights of all time. I don't know who's voting for the, that type of thing, but, but I was like, that was like wow. a bit of validation. That, yeah. I was on Russia Today as well, not just on any Mickey Mouse website. Russia Today. They didn't mention me in name, but I felt it. I got it in the feels, that one. I like that one. But no, um, I just like coaching now, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, someone else to match All of the ACB cards were, were epic. Yeah, they were just empty. The ones you know what it was because were, I went to one in Nottingham. Yeah, <laughs> we don't talk about that. Uh, on that um, at that time, Cage Warriors, minimum wage warriors, they were paying everybody not much money, and then, then and then and then Bamator were like doing what they do, like floating up about, like pretending they're doing shows, signing everybody, and having one show every four years. So like we came yeah. on the market with with money. I was like, I was like, the, that's why everybody thinks I'm good. I'm not good. I was just the only guy who had a bit of money, and I could, I could make. <laughs> the only, the only thing that I didn't do that I, I regret a little bit is they were good fights because I didn't build anybody up. So for people on the scene, like Jordan Bachenik versus Show Abusive, is like a main event fight that they both should have built, built from three, three fights. It was the first 
it was Jordan's first fight in ACB and, and, and Shoaib's like second or third. So it was, that, that's one thing that I learned now about how to build divisions where rather than be like, he's good, he's good, fight each other. That makes sense. You have to like build yeah. these people up. I, I'm not Sean Shelby, so I don't have people that have come up with a ready um, made um, resume or CV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I have to, um, I, 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 that's what, what my one little coaching point for myself anyway. Do you think Bellator Europe's doing the same now? A bit of money and, and taking all the fighters. They, they took Ross Houston for Cage Warriors. He was destined for UFC and stuff like that. You think they're kind yeah, of doing a similar thing? I, I, I appreciate what you're saying about destined for UFC, but um, only so many people can get to the UFC, can't they? And, and also, Ross Houston got is being paid very handsomely, you know, to fight for Bellator. And yeah. and ultimately, this is a business, isn't it? We're all romantic about the UFC, but Bellator is not, not much of a step behind, is it, um, in terms of the global platform? And also, uh, uh, at Ross's level, he probably have to have a couple more fights in cage for then get to the UFC, and then be on, probably have to fight four times before he got his, the, the, the um, amount of money that he's getting from Bellator. So, fair play to Ross. Respect, mate. Yeah, he's putting um, the, the islands on the map, in he, up north, so. Good work, mate. You yeah. don't think he would have gone to the UFC instead of no, Reese McKay because he would have he would have been the he would have been the title holder at that time. Yeah, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but it's not really a necessary a process of subtraction by addition. It's not like you would have got the opportunity for Reese McKee. It wouldn't have occurred like that. Stylistically, Reese McKee was offered that fight and was offered to Shemaev. I assume Shemaev got five opponents and he picked Reese McKee. Does that make sense? I, so it would. I assume so. Yeah. Like, like the same when 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 the Rome fought Zabera Tukagov. I, I understand at the time that Zabera would have got a, a list of five guys, and he saw this guy from England who had no wrestling, and we'll just fight him. Yeah. That, that make that makes sense, and that that's the way that's that's and I, I, by virtue of of uh, Rusty's performances in Cage Warriors, his fights with Dalby, I, I doubt that they would have took him against Jemayev. So. And then everyone's like the amount of names that are just ready to go to the UFC is crazy. How good they are! Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So you seen like these substandard Americans getting chances because no one's got visas for America. So that's why they need to bring Fight Island back so they can get like the full yeah. back through. Do you think there'll be a big cull when things are back to a kind of new normal where they've signed a lot of people in a hurry and not all of them, like you say, are the usual UFC Please. caliber? Yeah, the new normal thing offends me a little bit, but I will answer the question. Um, what it, what it is is um, I, I, what this what sorry Mo and Mark, I know you're dead romantic about the sport, but sadly it's a business. Uh, we were all romantic a bit of time, and my best mate is Aaron Wilkinson, and, and he has a bit of an horrible analogy, but he says you're just greyhounds. Oh wow, I didn't know that. He said you're just greyhounds, so just keep chasing the rabbit because if not, there's another greyhound there that will chase yeah, it. Don't be romantic about what this is to other people. To us, it's our life and it's a sport and it's something that we've fashioned our lives around. Like, if I didn't have anything to do, I would still just do this because this is what I, what I do. But at the highest level, we're just greyhounds. We're just like numbers on a rung. And if we don't want it, then someone else will come in and replace us. So whilst we're there, we've got to get what we can get. That, that's, that's the way it is, sadly. I was only thinking about Aaron yesterday, and that is so random. And wondering when he lost yeah, last a, and looked him up on Tapology. What's the option? Yeah, I was there. Chris, Chris Honeycutt. He fought. He got, we got a right beating that night, but we had a great time in California. We made some good stories and and, and came home. But um, <laughs> what's he up to? He, he he was the day walker, as you're aware, and then he became yeah. the day. Then after that fight, he became the day worker. He got a job uh, fixing fridges, right. but about. Uh, fruit by virtue of the gym going like well, 
um, I've convinced him to uh, to quit his job and, and chase a dream again. So now uh, he he and I are the head coaches at Manchester Top Team. Sorry, but he is oh, a wicked coach. He's got so much yeah. knowledge. He's sick. He was my training partner. He's the best coach that I ever had. So it, 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 I, we've got six full-time coaches now at the gym. It, we, it's like a football club. We're, we're, we've always got like three or four coaches on the mat at the same time. So everyone's getting a little bit of attention. We have like, like I would say like a grappling coach, a striking coach and the jiu-jitsu coach all on, on the mat at the same time. So it's, uh, it's going very well. Uh, you've got some great guys down there as well. I know yeah. every time I, I scroll through my social media, somebody's training at your gym that day that I've yeah, followed. Yeah. So you we're, must we're, be loving it. Yeah, it's a dream, isn't it? Like, I, I won't, like, yeah. like, so I'm not going to like understate that. This is, yeah, I had a vision for it about six months ago. I thought it would take uh, 18 months to get to, but we're there already. Like, yeah, we just um, like closed on our, our new gym. So we got like a, three times the size of the facility that we've got now and uh, with living accommodation and we're really going to try to push it as, as something that it is really. So uh, it's glad that ev- I'm really happy that everyone's seen uh, what we're doing and, and all that business because we're just doing it. We're not really watching what anybody else is doing. We're just getting like getting our head down and, and getting on with it. And we'll see next Saturday how the results come out, but we know that we're, we're, we're on the right path regardless. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm really, really excited. I'm excited because it's one of the first shows back. I'm excited because it's just a stacked card. And like you say, maybe I am a, a MMA nerd. And that's well, we all are, aren't we? Not many people really have a on a Sunday night at quarter to ten talking about UK MMA. Who else is doing that? So I think I think we're all <laughs> MMA nerds, aren't we? So uh, it's, a, it's a good club and I'm glad you're in it with us, Katie, anyway. <laughs> and what I will so, say... Who but, are you most looking for? Oh, go on. I was going to give you some props then. Great interview with great interview with Laurent. I thought it was really good, like. Oh, thank you. I was really pleased to do it. Just sit, like he's <laughs> just such a down to earth guy, and yeah, you know, I just it's amazing to see people that have worked hard get to that level and just really and the commentary was really annoying me in this fight as well about him. <laughs> Especially because it was from Bisping from Manchester saying now uh, we won't go to the ground with him. But then Lerone said from he Manchester. had told <laughs> <laughs> He's not he from had Manchester. told Bisping that he wouldn't get clear the row, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said he said he had told him that he wouldn't go to the ground. So I kind of forgive it a little bit, but I was <laughs> getting annoyed. Ah well, the result the results there, really, that that's all that counts. Exactly. So, Mo, which fight are you most looking forward to on the card apart from your own? Um, I was looking oh, forward to seeing uh, Jonas Magog <laughs> fight, to be honest. He's an absolute animal. Oh. <laughs> apart from that, like... I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, I can't wait to see my homie Lewis McGrillan just kill someone, man. Like, I've trained with him all this camp and he's just... A hungry guy, and I'm glad that Cole finally found him an opponent. Because why, but finally, why finally? What are you doing, mate? When I'm looking for fights, finally. No, because you couldn't find him. No one since six weeks. Everyone's turned the lad down. I've got him three fights again, September 12th. I'm doing all right, pal. Keep on, mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing wrong with nerds. Carl, actually, I wanted to ask you about Jonas because originally he was going to be on this card, but you said he's been matched in Spain. So I yep. didn't think there was any MMA going on in Spain. No, uh, obviously, we had a show scheduled for yesterday. Uh, yeah. Mo was supposed to fight uh, yesterday in Spain, and I had five other guys on it, which left me a bit frantic, really, trying to like try to get all these on the card. Um, uh, so basically, Luke had a meeting out there, and they got allowing contact sports from the first of September. So the show, which was supposed to happen last weekend, will go ahead with last like an abridged version of it on the twelfth of September. So uh, Jonas uh, is fighting against the guy called Mateus. Something, a Brazilian guy who lives in Portugal is like six and one, uh, a big, a big at the weight and all that good stuff. So it's a good fight. Uh, I think Jonas probably one or two, one between one and three fights away from the big show. Uh, I, I, I put his name, I floated his name out to to, to Shelby and the boys there. So hopefully we'll get a little back, bit of a bite, maybe on this uh, fight island coming up at the end of September. So that's what we're all geared towards. I've got uh, three guys that were actively like. Some back and forward with McMahon and, and Sean Shelby and staying in communication with them. So it'd be good to get a little late notice, things like that. That's what we like coming coming in as the underdog and, and all that with nothing to lose. That's what that's what we live for, yeah. And it could happen at any time, couldn't it? It really could. Yeah, if, that's, if, if, if you're all unprepared, then you're going to miss out on some opportunities because it looks like that's what's happening, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Danny Bruff wants to know, Mo, if you enjoyed your first time at Cadbury's Manchester. Well, I loved fighting on that card. Like, it was a really good card. Um, my fight, it didn't go the way I wanted it to. But after the fight, I loved watching the fights. So, I had loads of good ones. What I, I really wanted to see James Webb and Stanton. That was like a wicked fight, man. And it went the way that I predicted it would go. So, it was really good to fight in that yeah. cage as well. It was a good experience. And I'd love to do it again. Yeah. Do you know, like, every big guy needs a sidekick. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like can, Cannon and Ball, uh, Little and Large, maybe Arnie and Danny DeVito. Well, uh, Matthias Fredericks is, is Arnie, and that's Danny DeVito right there, that little guy at the bottom of your screen. <laughs> I saw that. On, I did see that on one of your posts, actually, Mo. I saw a picture of you together and you saying, here's your best mate. So... <laughs> 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 no, he's been with me since I was about, he's looked after me since I was like 15, like Respect, since yeah. I started my journey, he's just been with me all the way and yeah, I can guarantee you he's the next UK guy to go to UFC, no one else deserves it like he does and like I'm not being Aww. biased or nothing, like no one else deserves it like he does. You've got another and you're couple his main sparring partner, are you? <laughs> nah, <laughs> he'd kill me. He's always threatened with a spar after he says something cheeky, that's about it I think. I'm not, I'm not. Everyone knows I got it in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Another well known couple was Brian Lacey and Carol Prince, Dumb and Dumber. I don't, I don't know which one's which. <laughs> Brian's got the same haircut as Lloyd Christmas, but I don't know who you've got me as. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I did, I did want to talk about the UFC just because it was. 252 last night and I wanted to know what other people thought um, I, I think Stipe's a great guy but it actually broke my heart um, to see DC lose yeah. in, I think it was in the way that he lost as well um, he At least didn't, he didn't cry At least he didn't cry <laughs> I, I felt like he was on the verge a couple of times, did you? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just happy he didn't that's all. And uh, no, um, but uh, I'll jump in. Sorry again. That was always. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I, I agree. With what he said. 
with the eye poke and then getting pressed against the fence and stuff like that. It was just, it was, it was like frustrating as a fan to watch, weren't it? Especially because he had a lot of success yeah. with that. He kept throwing like two right hooks whilst moving left. I think he spotted that, that Stipe maybe drops his left hand, exiting left. And that game plan was like really working, weren't it? In, in, in the first stages, in the first, until he got eye poked, really, and all that. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know that that changed the flow of the fight too much, though, if I'm honest. No. Did you, were you surprised he didn't go for more takedowns? Yeah, but I think they found that it was like quite difficult for him to take Stipe down in the centre of the cage. And then I when think he was. Gas, uh, he? He'd be gas out as well. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Like his arms look like they died out in the 30. Like, look, like, what they do, AKA, is they have the third round off. It's like an inside thing. So they'll have the first two rounds, then they'll have the third round off. And the mm. third round, he really had it off. And then I yeah. thought, all right, he's going to kick it back on now in the fourth and fifth. And he just looked like he tried to find that second game and, and, and didn't quite have it. And respect him, though, 41 years old and having a five-round title fight against that guy who's throwing big hammers as well, isn't it? Yeah. I, do, I just thought maybe he has got, like, too, too old to, you know, maybe this. he's had quite a long time off in between these fights. Maybe he's just the wrong side of... Of um, he could try his eye. Big shout, big shout. <laughs> yeah. See, far, far, far the time has no respect for reputation, does it? It just doesn't. It doesn't. No. And when when it, when your time's up, you, you, your time's up. Sadly, and I, I do wish it was wrong. Like these guys like like to retire on the top, but this is a different industry to football uh, fighting. And where people get into fighting for a specific reason, and that reason stays with them even in the thirties and forties, and probably even the fifties. So. Um, I can understand why why he stayed in, and I, I hope that he, that this will now be be his last fight because, like you said, he looked like it, his sea legs had, had kind of betrayed him a little bit towards the back end of the fight. But what what a fantastic yeah. career and a, a short career, and they achieved loads. And in he beat our mate Big yeah. Frank as well. Respect him. I hope it's not overshadowed by the fact that overall he lost this trilogy with Stipe, and then obviously lost in the rivalry with John Jones. It's just. <laughs> Tough for think, him to... to think about it to two people who's lost it, Stipe and John Jones. I mean, that's Stipe, yeah. the, the baddest man on the planet, the greatest heavyweight ever. You've got John Jones, the greatest ever as well. Those yeah. two could be but that takes you out of the conversation. That takes you out of the conversation for the greatest, though, doesn't it? He's up there with the best, yeah, he was. Yeah. It's like Knox's mate Andy Murray, weren't it? When he wins, he's from the UK, <laughs> but when he loses, he's Scottish. So like he, he came, he came, he came at a time where you had Roger Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, weren't it? Exactly. And and, and, and okay, we're competitors, and it's we will say to them, oh, it's all right coming second to them. But believe you me, Daniel Cormier, as a competitor and as a like the Olympian that, that he was, he, he would not rest easy about that. And and that that's sad for him, and he deserved a little bit better than that. To be yeah. Fair. You think that'll make yeah, him come back then? No. I think if Jones wins the heavyweight title, and there's more, like you got to think, it's, it money talks, doesn't it? So, yeah. if, and and the, and there's a call for it, but sadly now he lost to Stipe. Like, who's really that interested in in seeing that fight at this point? So, uh, I, unless it's for mega money and all that, I don't really see it now. I think it would be so far down the road because I think you've probably got the Ngannou fight for Stipe next. Then you might have the John Jones fight. Then yeah. if John Jones wins, it'll be after that. Like he's then going to be what 42, 42 yeah. and a half by the time that fight would potentially happen. That favours him even less. 
And he's said and he's only fighting for titles. He's not fighting to fight now, is he? He's just fighting for the belt. So Yeah. Oh, tough one, but uh he had a great career. So thanks for the memories, DC. Uh yeah, if he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, he might be doing something else tonight. Should have got him on with Adamus last week. I can't believe he didn't do that. <laughs> we we could get the cream of the crop on this show. So yeah, yeah, Stipe, if you keep going, you will guys. Steepy's not that far behind him. Should he retire now while he's on top? Or should he go for a big money fight, possibly with John Jones? I think this is where the money is, isn't it? Yeah. So if Probably I were him, I'd, I'd retire before I fought in Ghana. But, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, if they, if they put a John Jones in a plate full of cash on the thing, it, it depends. What you got to understand, like, Steve Pay's made a decent amount of money, but because he doesn't, he, he speaks well, but because he's like a common guy and in the, in the same era of McGregor, he's not made a few money, has he? He's still, I'm but sure. He's still he's a still fireman, isn't he? He still works. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The money, money's no his. Well, he doesn't that's do the mentality, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Crow cop yeah, <laughs> you you sent the um the salaries from last night or the wage the wage bill. I think he got like seven hundred and fifty grand or seven hundred and ninety grand for that fight. Yeah, but twenty five minutes, twenty five minutes should be getting like that. They should all be getting that. Yeah, yeah. Call me a over half a mil. And that's Junior, no win over half a million. He's not anywhere near the fighter he has. He must some some good contract. So that's a good segue. JDS, does JDS yeah. retire now? Another no. knockout. He's Brazilian and he'll, he'll carry on until they, they say he can't fight anymore. <laughs> He's been around for years. Oh, man. God. Well, to be fair, though, it, it didn't yeah. look bad in that fight at all, which was like, I think they alluded to it on commentary a lot of the time. It was like a chess match with, with high consequence. So against that... That biggie is like so stiff. He just looks like he's going to hit you with a tendon, and you're going to fall over and all that business. So, so no, I, uh, I thought he looked good in the fight. I thought he looked good in the couple of fights that he's had before that. Um, I would, I would actually argue the Cigano a couple of fights ago where he was looked like he was on his way out. He had a bit of resurgence since then. But after the, the Velasquez fight, he didn't really look the same fighter for about two, maybe three years. And maybe there's a bit of water yeah. in there as well. Who am I to say? But, but um, yeah. But I, but he looked like he found his feet again in the last couple of fights. So, no, I, I like seeing uh, Dos Santos fight. Again, he's, he's, he's always entertaining. I think it was his third knockout in a row. That's that's all I worry about with guys, especially at heavyweight. Um, it's heavyweight, isn't it? Like, sadly, that, that usually the fights are finished by knockout, aren't they? If they he wants, it's, it's all, all she wrote. Yeah. Chris Gadden said, wouldn't it be wrong to put Jones in a title fight in his first fight in that division? So I just think if you're the GOAT, as some or some people widely regard you as the GOAT, then you kind the of only, can... The only person he's wrong to is Francis Ngannou, isn't it? That's the only person that he's wrong to. For us as fans, like, we want to watch Miocic for... I want to watch uh, Ngannou versus Jones, to be fair, but uh, yeah, Jones versus... Yeah. Uh, Jones versus Miocic is, is a, is a, is a salivating really, match, isn't it? Yeah. If you're a champion, I mean, a champion jumped divisions is for a title shot. They're not going to jump yeah. a division yeah. to fight an under yeah. eliminator. Because yeah, he's probably going to have to relinquish his belt if he's putting that division on hold to go up. So why are you going to do that? Not for a title shot. The other point to make is that Stipe's already beaten Ngannou very convincingly. Yeah, not before, I want to so. watch again. 
No, not not really. I, I, but I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think Daniel's involved, evolved since then. I still think he just swings wildly and hopes he connects in the target. And His arms are so long, aren't they? Just like... Yeah. Especially in that twenty-five foot cage, I would do not want to fight him in that cage at all. He'd be touching your gloves from the corner, won't you? Like, where can I go here? Where can I hide here for a little bit? Like, keep the cage that the door open or jump over it or something like that. Him versus Jones, just the chance of him connecting with Jones and knocking knocking Jones out. A lot of people want to see that. A lot of people is going to put his eyes, his finger in his eyes straight away. He's already so scared of that coming in. I don't blame him like that. He's just framing it. Framing everywhere he goes, like just one eye poke <laughs> away from winning. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> and then I also wanted to talk about Sean O'Malley's injury because um, I don't feel like <laughs> Cheeto got a lot of props um, for that, but he actually caused the injury. Um, he threw the kick that that caused the injury, um, and I saw on Twitter John Kavanagh had said. Um, Leg kick directly onto, I'm going to mess this up now, onto right common perineal nerve, resulting in inability to uh, dorsiflex ankle. Dorsiflexion. That means he can't he can't press through the ball of your foot and remain in balance. So dorsiflexion is this point of, of flexion, basically. And then what happened? Which I didn't, is exactly I, what happened. Is yeah. So yeah, so um so. Yeah, when he when he stepped wrong, it's similar to Wesley Meyer versus on the Celtic ladder. You remember that that them low calf kicks? They're they're legit. They're real, aren't they? Those low calf kicks and, and all that business. And obviously, when he pressed his foot through it, it was a gruesome watch, weren't it, Mo? Yeah. Ugh. But uh, respect though, Cheeto Vera had him out with that elbow. I don't think it was a bad stoppage. Uh, the guy, like, how was he going to stand up anyway with no leg? You yeah. so, might, might made it to the end of the round, then you would have got murdered in the next round. No way you could have continued. You probably would have, I'm guessing your corner would have pulled him out if you made it to the end of the round, but who knows? But you didn't give credit, credit to the opponent. He done what he done and he won the fight. And I didn't like the way Pope was saying, oh, you got injured and all this stuff. And then, but uh, I seen Cody's already had a wee pop at him and all that, saying he's not ready for war and stuff like that. So if Cody loses his next yeah. fight, then maybe that's a, a fight for his comeback. Then yeah, Probably the two fastest bantam weights there is, isn't it? Like in terms of yeah. like stand up, like sharp and speed and like all that business. Yeah, so I'd like to watch definitely. Him. I know Nathaniel wants that fight with um, Sean O'Malley as well. So now, yeah. um, you know, prospect. Nathaniel won his last one, but he he lost yeah. the one to Dodson. So that that might be a good fight to make still. Did they say um, how long will be out for? Did they say how long they think they'll be out for? No. I don't know because um had Carl, problems with that, with that injury, does it correct itself fairly soon? It doesn't need surgery or anything, does it? Yeah, if he's not done anything like uh, structurally to his foot, then it would just be like an like what you would call like an impermanent nerve or something that gets stuck in the canal. So you would just be like the strangest feeling you ever had, honestly. Do you know um I'm I'm by proxy, I'm like friendly with, with Gustafsson. And what happened in that second fight was he had the same thing happen to his hip. So Jones like through, through like whatever um, happened in the fight, it hit his hip and then like, he switched off the nerve down his leg. So every time he pressed through the leg, he, he, he couldn't feel anything okay, through yeah. it. That makes sense. So, and in, in, in obviously, it's very debilitating, isn't it? And to fight with one leg. Yeah. <laughs> but is it something that just switches back on like later? Through, yeah, through therapy. No, like... through, 
through therapy and, 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 and all your rehab and stuff like that. It, again, it, it all depends on the individual. Sometimes you can go to a state where it could atrophy, like it would like change the muscle and uh, you have to get the blood flow back to it. Da, 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 da. But yeah, I think with the level of the UFC and the, and the, and the care that they've got, he'll be back uh, ready to compete before the year's out anyway. Credit, credit yeah. him as well because he did try to fight on as well. So he showed you got a better heart as well. He didn't find to get the easy way out. Did yeah, fight like David Hay, remember when David Hay did something similar? Yeah. I think he knocked his Achilles and he tried to stay in Just the fight. Just wrapped tape everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, I don't know if it's a concern with him because that happened in his first fight in the UFC as well. Like he had that, it looked like a very similar injury. So don't know if he's susceptible to that maybe he's got skinny legs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah hopefully you, you're not like to see somebody derailed by like a recurring injury you know that hopefully that for, no. for his sake and for the sport's sake he's really good for the sport isn't he? he's got he brings like a fresh market uh the full 20 brigade respect and then um he also uh he, he brings like something different doesn't he he manages himself which which i really rate like not for commercialism but for fights uh, I think that 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 that's again he's like ahead of the game like and but people had heard about him before he even made it to the big show by the fact that he was such a good promoter of himself too. So yeah, I hope it's just a little bump in the road for me. It is great for the sport. He, he saved it was yeah. a thing about him as well. He saves his money and all that as well, didn't he? He didn't spend nothing. And he's got yeah. a cheap oh, you Scottish people <laughs> love that. You Scottish people love that, don't you? <laughs> I fucking love me. He's right tight and all way. Fucking one body bill and they out. So, so he's like <laughs> He's like the opposite of Conor McGregor, who's throwing his money about. So. <laughs> yeah. He is. He, yeah. He's, a, he's a character. And he, yeah. He's, a, he's, he's an issue. He's, he's an yeah. exciting fighter as well. So hopefully he can come back and do well. Because you want to see those big fights with Cody and all that. You want to see that better for us. We, everybody, It's a win-win situation for everybody if he's, if he's successful as well. Yeah, the bandweight division is yeah. class, isn't it? Oh, he broke his foot in that fight and went on to it. Yeah, he's got because it happened at like right towards the end of the fight. Okay, so it's a totally different injury then. Um, I was gonna say that he's um, he's at, kind of prides himself on being at the forefront of like rehab and all kinds of stuff like that. So I'm sure if it was an issue, he'd he'd have the the best. Yeah, he, he's he's on he's on top of it. He's on the ball of it all, isn't he? And all that. Yeah, I think he makes like loads of money outside of fighting too. So I'm sure he has the resources to gaming. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he knows his market, doesn't he? There's a mill every gym you go into, right? There's the guy who looks like Sean O'Malley. You think, come over here, you, and let's see what you've got. And then they're like, they look like, like a puppeteer. Do you know what I mean? Like someone else is controlling him over here. Anything? Ah, so he he'll be the poster child for for those guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's true, isn't it? When you when you see people that look the part, and then you want to know if they've got all the gear with no idea. <laughs> yeah, on the gear with no idea usually, but. <laughs> amazing well i think that wraps up everything that i wanted to talk about guys have you got anything that you wanted to shout out apart from the show have you got any sponsors mo that you wanted to give a, a shout Ooh. out to I've got a t-shirt on actually i don't know if you can see the logo I I see <laughs> no no mate <laughs> <laughs> the governor fight with. I was from my draw that one, innit? I think, yeah, you might be right there. I'm going to wear that one, got to. <laughs> the governor nutrition and um, yeah, go- hard work fight with. 
So I think you meant Governor Nutrition. I couldn't be sure with that accent. And I'd like fight where. No, no. Um, what, right. what I want, I just wanted to say uh, thank you to all the uh, the respective fight teams, the fight coaches, um, and everybody really involved with the scene. It's um, It's been like a breath of fresh air, really, you know, putting this event together. As much as it's been challenging taxing from the outside, it's just good to see that we're all like on the same journey. Um, and when we're away, we're all definitely on the same journey, missing our family, like go, go like sacrificing a lot for the sport. And it like on Saturday it'll be it'll be everybody who's like hundred percent in and looking forward to seeing everybody again and be at an event and being around it all and, and all that business. And um, and thanks to the, the people letting us host the, the show at their their venue. It's it's massive to us and, and all that and, and we really appreciate it. So uh, hopefully it'll be one of the first of many. We'll maybe look to do one every month if the if the scene if it if it stays like it is uh, with no shows on and all that business. We look to want to keep the go. The guys have got to fight. I've got forty eight fighters personally, and and, and also uh, I have other people that I work with that I'm friendly with, and they're in the same boat. So in order for us to move forward, we have to move forward. Um, so yeah. so we'll, we'll we'll keep on the hype. But I just wanted to say a, a long a long thank you really, but a big thank you to everybody involved in the scene and everyone that supported the show and. Uh, I promise you it'll be a great night and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that shows like this are back. I'm so happy you're already talking about the next one. Like, honestly, it's brought a lot of joy into my life, this stuff coming back, whether that makes me <laughs> a nerd no, no. or not. It makes you part of the club. It makes you part whatever club it is. The skate club, <laughs> making no money, throwing your money away, chasing something. <laughs> well, you're in the club and you're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Don't you need to watch the mask singer again or whatever the fuck it is, Massage. <laughs> yeah, that was ginger. literally yeah. killing my soul. <laughs> <laughs> that was a low point asking these who they thought the hedgehog was. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and everyone was saying, "Oh, I think it's like the biggest star that it's never going to be." And there it is. It's the guy who said three words in EastEnders, September two thousand and three. <laughs> How did you not guess it? <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Sheringham was the really random one. I didn't know yeah. it was going to be him at all. Housewife's choice, though, <laughs> anyway. isn't he? Teddy Sheringham, a housewife's choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks better under his tree hat. If you ask me. <laughs> Anyway, that was a real tangent to end on. But, guys, best of luck with the show. Best of skill to Mark as well, who's had to leave because he was having some connection issues. But um, best of skill to you, Mo. I'm, I'm really excited. Really, really buzzing for the whole card. It's so reasonably priced at a tenner. Um, you've got the link on, on the comments, everyone who wants to watch it. So make sure you support this show. If you've missed these shows, if you want to see more of them, Cole's going to make a loss anyway, but just do what you can for damage limitation. <laughs> more your dig, your dig money's been doubled now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I want to say oh, as well... Oh, I forgot uh, about that investor. <laughs> I would say uh, thanks to, to, to Katie and, and, and to Peter as well, just for their, not just the ongoing support of our event, but uh, MMA UK, and I know that, that you guys just do it for the, look, for the love and all that, and I hope that changes soon and everybody gets compensated for the time because the scene is really growing and it's only growing by by virtue of you of you, of you all like helping out and jumping in and, and helping the guys tell their story too. So uh, thanks a million and, and, and thanks for the support moving forward. Yeah, thank you, guys. Aww. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Really looking forward to the show. Peter, Thanks. do you want to sign off? Yeah, I actually got one question, actually, since you forgot to ask it, Katie. She usually steals this question, but it's for Mo and Carol. If you could change one rule in MMA, what would you change? 
See, I've answered this, and and you pulled yeah. shit on me. Said he went the time, but oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna extend on it, right? So I, I really like headbutts because of stall positions, but I actually don't think there should be any rules. Yeah. To be honest, I, I think what 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 fighting is now is an over sanitized version of what we originally fell in love with, and all that business. So I I like. As as a purist, uh, I'm hoping to do a, a Valley Two Dog show in in the next three to five years anyway. So, uh, as a purist, I'd like to see uh, less rule sets, less stopping other things. Obviously, things that are that are, but I, I want to see fighting in its purest form. That's what we were sold 25 years ago when we got into it. And um, I think yeah. we're moving further. Like no knees to the head in amateur MMA. It really, really hurts my. I don't have a soul, but if I had a soul, I, it, really, it, it really, really hurts me because I believe it's an over-sanitized version of what, what we're going to do. So, yeah, no rules is better for me. Bye, club. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <Stop. Stop. laughs> so, would there be biting involved as well? Like, dick No, the, the original like... rules, the original rules with no, yeah, dick punches are fine, I think. Uh, no, yeah. no, eye, no eye gouging, no fish hooking. Uh, no, no biting. I want a clean, fair fight, and um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, just the basic hygienic business. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. But gloves no, on. All, what the, about you? all this no glove business is rubbish. Like yeah, gloves on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What Come would on. you change, Mo? Oh, um, I'd like knees to the head in amateur. Actually, when I fought on when I fought on GPK, he can knee to the head. So. In Stoke, it doesn't matter, does it? There's no rules in Stoke. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I wouldn't mind anything, to be fair. Just no punches to um the balls in it. Apart from that, I'm down for anything. <laughs> My favourite fight was Ego so Bob, Chan- Bob Chanchin, and he was famous for a multi- like a multiple beanbag. He would boom, 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 like to pass the guard. That's how he passed the guard with a beanbag strike. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't you don't even have one, Kate, and you're the one that's pulling your kite. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could have knees to the head, would you be cool with elbows to the head as well with Amis? Yeah, no, I'm cool with no, no, no. Oh, elbow. <laughs> Too much, Carl. Yeah, because it's not a fight-ending thing, an elbow. It, it can, can like progress to a fight-ending thing, but it you don't, like... No, it, it, I don't want to lose on a cut. I don't want to win on a cut. I want to win. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think elbows for amateurs should, should be prevalent because they, I want the most, as soon as they finish this fight, it should be fighting again two weeks after, two weeks after, two weeks after, two weeks after. Yeah. And if you're on the shelf yeah. of a, an unavoidable, unavoidable cut, then you're not getting better. You, you, you sat there not progressing. So, yeah, I, 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 amateurs, knees, knees to the head, I'm okay with, uh, but elbows should be outlawed. Like. Concussion, fine. Cuts, not fine. <laughs> 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 I, know, I didn't say I was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. Any more questions, Peter? No, that's it for me. I told just to everybody buy. This is gonna be the cheapest. This is the cheapest pay per view yet for the most stat card yet. Twenty oh, yeah? fight yeah. at the moment, and it's only ten pounds. Only ten pounds. I actually nine, done a nine ninety nine. It is mate. Nine ninety nine. That's, that's that's important. I actually done a post about what people would pay for pay-per-views and £10 was the most common answer. So I think you'll get a lot more people buying it because of that price, nine ninety nine. So go the buy it now. The links in my Instagram bio. The links in my Instagram bio. Yes. <laughs> go to Mo's, go to Mo's profile. Mo, go get your and link put, and post it in the comments. Put in his name. 
Well, um, United didn't win, did they, mate? I'm not telling you. Uh, uh, can you, you can't see the TV in my glasses anymore because mm. I switched off after we got beat. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having us again, everybody. I appreciate it. Thank you. No, have a great show. Um, I hope everything goes to plan. More importantly, I hope everything... <laughs> I hope you get back in from Poland in yeah, time. Yeah. Um, best of skill to lose. Oh, I hope as I well do because his trilogy fight. Yeah, sorry about that. I have to jump in with one little thing for you. I hope I make it as well. And this is from my, my, my this is in the background too. Um, we're flying to Warsaw. I'm going to get picked up by a Russian and drive from Warsaw to Wood. So uh, anything could happen. Uh, pray for me. Um, it, it keep me in your prayers tonight. Uh, keep me in your doer, and uh, and hopefully uh, I'll get there. Mate, you better come back. <laughs> <laughs> I need you. <laughs> I'll be there, mate. A version of me will be there, mate. <laughs> awesome. Right. Best of luck with the show. Best of skill with the fight, Mo. And Thank thanks you. for your time, guys. Here's guys, and top one, Matt.